Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on the home of the Afropolitan. Right, it's just gone um, past a quarter to a nine. Before we go, we have the best part of our show. You know, sometimes we just need to lift a little bit from all the heaviness, the important, important money stuff that we always need to talk about. But we're still keeping it important because we're still we're talking about someone's money lessons, their money journey, and you know those lessons that they can share with us so that we can take that and learn from those mistakes. Dr. John Carney is a celebrated South African actor and playwright, best known for his performances in protest theatre during the apartheid years. But he has grown over the years to become an international sensation and has also changed the face of theatre in South Africa. Uh, Dr. John Carney, thank you so much for your time this evening. I'm very excited to be talking to you. Thanks for giving us the space. Thank you. Thank you indeed. I'm joining the conversation about (laughs) money, me and my money. (laughs) So we're going to look at the lighter side of money and we're going to look at your money. I think, though, you know, for me, having watched you over so many, so many years, watched you, read about you, um, you know, for me, the one thing that stood uh, that stands out up until now is the fact that you are so humble and you are so grounded. For me, it feels like, you know, the fame and fortune didn't go straight to your head. Um, and, And, you know, a big part of that is money. I mean, how did... How did money feature in your life? Look, we all did. Once we tasted for the first time the cameras in your face, your name in newspapers, mm-hmm. and all the people around you saying, you made it, you made it. Yeah. And when you think about it and it gets in your head and you get paid in the 60s, 40 rand a week for some work you've just done. Jeez. And uh, remember, it's 40 rand from zero. So you've never had any kind of money. And then, of course, you have the responsibility of the parents as an African child. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're always like, my father and mom didn't understand family planning. There are 11 of us. 11? <laughs> 11 of us. <laughs> and as okay. soon as you get a better job in the family, I'm not the eldest. I had an elder brother. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you make a little bit of money, you now become officially mm. the eldest. And everybody becomes your responsibility. Someone once said to me that spend what is left after saving. Not save what is left after spending. Yes. I think that's I a thought, golden rule. I, I thought about that. You know, my first real, real job was in 1972 with the explosion of Caesar Vanzi is dead. Yeah. And that is when all the suddenly we played in proper theaters and there was that mission, there was money coming in. And then we went to London in 1973 and suddenly you got paid in pounds and you still remembered, wow, I can now buy everything I've ever wanted, including two leather jackets and a long leather coat, shoes with platform shirts, with arrow shirts and everything. And wow. suddenly you stop. You think whoa, this cannot last forever. This cannot be like this. And this money thing suddenly became an important aspect of my fame. Mm. This who makes decisions about how much I have to be paid. I got myself an agent, Esther Sherman, God rest his soul, in, in the William Morris Agency in New York. 
And at the end of the season, I had 80,000 US dollars. Those days, the rate was very strong. So don't think about it times 18 or 17. Yeah, no, I'm doing the calculations. <laughs> I'm blown away. <laughs> no, don't go there. Those days, it was nearly five or six uh, rent to a dollar. Yeah. And she said to me, you've now become a commodity. You are now a business. You are now managing the business. And the product you are selling is you. It depends on how you value this product, how you plan to to get this product into the market. If you ever, ever get poor, it wouldn't be my fault. Sure. I think for me, you know, what stands out for, from what you say, from what you're saying, what stands out for me is that is that kind of advice. Treat this as a business. Yes, you, you have a passion. Yes, you are creative. You love what you're doing. You have talent for it. But separating that and treating it as a business, I think therein lies the difference. Absolutely, because producers around you know very well how to make money and who is the money maker of the day. Mm. And they'll go for the money maker of the day and they'll build it with press and everything around you. And you will be thinking that you're earning the best you can. And sometimes you might be earning that, but then you have to understand that this is important now. What my agent said to me, let's do a business plan. We sat down and we said, what does John Gandhi need to survive a month? To just that. Mm. And I said, well, let's talk about 6,000 rand a month. He said, now, that's you need. Yes. You don't need more than that. Yes, no, no. 6,000 is fine because, I, you know, I'll just live at home. This is what will happen. I'll give this to my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And I'll still have a lot of money to be me. He said, all right. But now we do the wild geese in 1977 with Winston Jonah, and we were paid uh, 75,000 rand. Right. Now, my agent said, you can only pay yourself 6,000. That's only that belongs to you. I said, hold it, hold it. I, I, I need to buy a car. <laughs> I need to show people I've just made a movie. I'm now famous. He said, no, we made a deal. You said John Gandhi needs 6,000 rand a month. Yeah. Now, you've got to pay John Gandhi 6,000 rand a month. Multiply that then by six months, right? Then you know exactly that it's 36,000. Therefore, in the 72, the other 36 doesn't belong to you. Yeah. It belongs to your future. Let's go to the bank, put it down, and then continue looking forward. Continue as normal as possible. It's very difficult, my dear. It's very difficult. Well, this is my next question. Did you listen? Did you do it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I had to sit down with my wife and we said, all right, can we survive? And I knew that that the whole thing wasn't permanent. That's one thing. I thought you got Winston John and Nom and Nom Shekonyeni. We were all aware of the fact that we are in a precarious profession. Yeah. You know, you are like the, the best means get available. Pardon the use of that as an example. You're the best thing around and you are not tomorrow. So what's going to happen between this job and the next job? That's why I always planned a six-month no work. 
which meant that I would still be able to continue life normally and handle my responsibilities. But then the same part of it, the Tony Award, the big movement, suddenly gave me a work every two months, next month, next month, lined up like two years in advance, and suddenly the big money comes, and you think, all right, I need to then buy a house, buy a car, do Mm -hmm. this. And all those things were calculated on the longevity of how am I going to be able to survive during this this flood time, not in the dry time. You manage money in the flood time. And then you say, all right. And I made, as my children would tell you, it's something that I always say to my family. I don't want to be 80 and poor. I can't. Mm. But unfortunately, then, if you live in South Africa, you live in Africa, we're not unique about this, about that the arts are not considered a stable form of Mm. employment. You are seen as you are just hustling. It's even called freelancing. Mm. You know, it, it, it doesn't have a name. It does not even qualify in the Labor Act because you have employer and no employer and you're an employee or you sometimes are not an employee because that's the difficult part for artists to manage the money part. And sometimes I feel so strongly that we need to sit down and hold these tiny little workshops and say, this is what you do with your first salary. It's so important just to walk out and say, I got paid as an actor. Now remember, I'm going to leave to 105. I'm now 76. So what's going to happen? So I need to think very clearly about this. So as I got my advice from my agent, I'm a business, I'm the brand, I'm the product, and I am the CEO, COO, CFO of the business brand called John Carney. Mm-hmm. And I'm aware how powerful this brand is. I am aware that people run for this brand because they want to make money as producers, theater management, film producers, television. So why am I the only one who's not aware of that? Mm. I better be aware. <laughs> so that when we talk, it's, 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 it's not just an excitement. As Zex Mukai said, the problem with African artists, someone approaches you and says, I've got a project I'd like to be involved in. Mm. He says, South African says, wonderful, what is it about? He says, no, stop that. Ask how much is there for me? Yeah. Let's start with the money part. Then I will like the project. Definitely, I will like the project. (laughs) (laughs) I am so impressed. And, you know, this raises really, really important, you know, points. I mean, you're saying you'd you'd like to sit down and do workshops. I mean, um, I think I think you need to run master classes. I mean, back in the day, if you were doing this, and of course, we have to give credit to your agent. Your agent gave you really, really good advice. We know so many stories about agents that actually, uh, you know, made these artists work for them as opposed to you know working with them and also helping them grow. Um, but your agent gave you amazing advice, and obviously, you had to bring your part to this to this uh, with the discipline and actually doing it and carrying it out. I mean, why not run masterclasses? Why not run workshops? We do need it. 
Of course, absolutely, I do. Like uh, Duman Babu would ask me one time to come mm-hmm. and visit the cast of Mubango, and so on, so will cause me to talk to actors and all. But it, it's kind of a structured process because many a time, you know, uh, I, I, I sort of get very angry when mm-hmm. I hear this, that an artist die a pauper. They yeah. didn't have money. We had to come around and see what we can do. The family is looking up to us to raise funds for the funeral. I even told when the minister shared this, the, the idea of the Legends Fund, you know, I said, please, minister, do not create a, a burial society. Mm. No, no, please. I don't want minister to make speeches and put money to the family for the funeral. No, let's have a proper relationship with the department and the minister, and the film industry, television, now on how we are going to make the industry sustainable, how we're yeah. going to give artists an opportunity to work in, a, in an industry with dignity and integrity mm-hmm. and know that I am making enough money, not for now, because actors are also an artists and musicians. Yeah. We tend to get married and make children. <laughs> and we don't know how we're going to deal with this in the future. <laughs> because mm. the kids are thinking my dad is working. Yeah. And most of the time, my fame does not sort of, it's not relevant to my bank balance. Yeah, no, absolutely. Dr. Kani, I wish I had more time to speak to you. I'm definitely going to lobby because you just have so many pearls of wisdom to share with us in terms of money. Your last message to Afropolitans, you know, anything that they can take from you in terms of going forward with their finances. Think very carefully. Mm -hmm. Know that whatever penny you make today, it has to take you to the next job which you don't have a date for. Therefore, always imagine that the next job will be at least in the next three months. And therefore, in that period, try and work as hard as you can. And most important, you're an actor, you're a writer, you're a director, you're a musician, you must be a producer, you must be an accountant on your own. You must know how much comes in, how much goes out, how mm-hmm. much it should have been. Sit in the meeting with the agent and the producer and always know in 100%, the agent gets 10%. Therefore, I employ the agent. Exactly. Stand the by that. Works for me. Because I got 90% mm. of this investment, they only get 10 for managing the deal. And when we have that working relationship, mm. she works much harder to get more 10% of whatever my 100% is. Good advice. Dr. John Carney, thank you so much for your time. We'll definitely be talking again. Thanks a lot for joining us on My Money and Me. Thank you, my dear. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.